Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the John Sanchez Show podcast. The following program is sponsored by Sanchez Wealth Management. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Further information is available by contacting John at SanchezWealthManagement.com or by calling 800-1801. John Sanchez is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Securities only offered in states John Sanchez is registered in. Now, the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. Good Thursday evening to you. Welcome to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk, News Talk 780 KOH on this beautiful and warm September 1st day. Filling in for John tonight, I'm Dwight Millard with Hometown Lenders, and I've got my good buddy and pal Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. Aaron, how you? You got your air conditioner on? <laughs> yeah, it's a hot one today. But they need conditioning to- on. I got the hose running to spray the dogs with, and my kids when they get out of line, it's all good. Well, they got to open back up to all the water parks and boat launches, you know, with this kind of weather. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I I, um, I love the rib cook off every year, but man, it's got to be a baker down there today. Oh man, yeah, these next couple of days. I haven't I haven't been there yet, but uh, I intend on visiting. Someday soon. Yes, that's why you got to go in the evening. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. the sun goes down, then it's, it, 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 it's not cooling down too much. So that's what's amazing. So yeah. enjoy it, enjoy it while you can, because we all know that winter, fall, and winter are all coming our way. So um, yep. you know, enjoy it while you can. Well, we've got a lot to get to, Aaron. Uh, before we uh, have our special guest, we've got Dan Morgan, the CEO of the Builders Association of Northern Nevada. Super excited to have him on, give us the 30,000-foot view and maybe even closer on uh, all the challenges and the wins and victories that these builders locally and, and then some of the national builders. Uh, he's very in tune with the uh, housing market here locally and uh, just want to pick his brain and, and, and see how these builders are faring right now. And awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, just lots of lots of good things to, to get you know get from him. So I'm excited. No, no, you are as well. Heck yeah, no, that's going to be good. I'm I'm curious the perspective on the new home sale side for what's going on because we talk about all the resales all the time. So it's good to get a perspective that you know somebody that's got boots on the ground and dealing with each one individually. Yeah, and I know he often meets with uh, most, if not all, the builders, uh, you know, on a daily, weekly basis. So excited to have him. We'll have him after the first break. But uh, let's get to the market. We had a late-day rally, um, you know, and, and it was good because it, 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 it wasn't looking so good throughout the day. But the Dow Jones finished up 146 points, a 0.46% increase to 31,656. The NASDAQ, so we had a mixed market, was down 31 Point two six percent to eleven thousand seven eighty five. The S and P five hundred was up eleven points, point three zero percent to three thousand nine hundred sixty six. 
Oil uh, was down. Uh, this is a nice trend on oil, Aaron. Eighty-six dollars and fifty-seven cents for oil. Uh, it wasn't too long ago, Aaron. I think eight weeks ago or nine weeks ago. You know, we were one hundred five push. You know, yeah. So hopefully, we'll start seeing even more relief at the pumps. So, and then gold. Gold was down two dollars and forty cents to seventeen oh six. So I mean, gold's. You know, gold's not uh, responding, I, I don't think, traditionally like you would if you start seeing inflationary pressures. I think, you know, um, you know what I learned in my economics class in college, which probably should get a refund for, says that when, you know, gold gold and that kind of rises during that kind of times. But anyhow, they got a little relief in gold, $2.40 to 1706 The 10-year, let's talk this. Here we go, Aaron. The 10-year, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Um, for you listening out there, up 13 basis points, 3.265%. Uh, it is clearly pushing mortgage rates above the 6% average um, across the board. And it was not a – the last day of August was the worst day for rates in the entire month of August and in July. So there just is no no relief coming, you know, uh, and it's – there's a lot of anticipation on the August jobs report coming out tomorrow. But, uh, Aaron, just to put it in perspective, uh, on December 3rd of 21, so not, not that long ago, our 10-year was at 1.35%. So that was about the time where everybody – it, uh, it, you know, was refinancing, and if not prior to that, but uh, here we are at three point two six five. I mean, that's, that's that's a big difference Huge. in that yield. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah and also to, to 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 elaborate, you got an inversion going because your ten years at three point two six five, your five years at three point four zero, and your two year is at three point five zero. So, you know, it just goes to show that. Why would anybody tie up their money for a longer period of time if they can get a higher rate of return on a shorter shorter duration? Exactly. Yeah, and so it, you know, it's it's a little confusing in the market right now. And uh, you know, and what's interesting about today's late rally is that you know, and John has talked about this for years that September historically is the worst month for stock. So what a, a great day to start it off today, you know, but it wasn't headed that way in the beginning, but it, it bounced back nicely. So, and I do know that there are also work uh, anticipation on the, the jobs report. So uh, let's talk about that for a minute, Aaron. The, they're, they're expecting 300,000 new jobs. These are non-farm payroll jobs. Uh, ADP though reported only 132 added for August. So, I mean, there's always been a discrepancy between the federal number and the ADP. I don't know why they're so far off all the time, but it, it just can't seem to get the number even close to each other. But, uh, the fear is that a too hot, uh, jobs report will lead to a more aggressive Fed, you know, so, um, you know, the Fed, as we already know, is they're, they're already, um, they're going to be aggressive. Taking, they they're taking force, yeah, forceful steps uh, to yep. get this thing, get this uh, inflation under control. Um, I was reading where there was a Fed member, Mester, M-E-S-T-E-R. He sees the benchmark rate above 4% uh, with no cuts in 2023. And remember, we're sitting at two and a quarter to two and a half. I mean, so you're talking almost nearly double. Well, he says over, above 4%. So, you know, it's going to be choppy. It's going to be real choppy for, um, you know, uh, the 
coming months, I think. And, and uh, you know, hopefully what the, the feds have done and what they're anticipated to do, I just think it's all but baked in three quarters of a point on September 16th. I think it's all but baked in unless something just changes their mind. But yeah. you're getting a lot, you're getting just a lot of comments out of different Fed members that just, I think, are supporting just this aggressive, aggressive move just to get in front of inflation. But I've always, I've always argued, and this, this is probably not never likely, but I'm thinking if you're still feel like you're chasing inflation, you know, let's just get the pain over with now. Let's get the surgery done. Jump out there at one and a half points or something. Get out there and let the market react to that. I mean, it, it, it probably would be, you know, that's why I'm not a Fed. That's probably why I'm not a Fed member, you know, because I just, yep, that's you know, let's, exactly let's just right. get it over with. Yeah, let's just get it over with and, and, and heal. But, uh, yeah. But it'll it'll be it'll be interesting, and I just think for for those out there listening that are looking at doing anything that requires a mortgage loan, I mean, talk to your mortgage professional, get an idea of where rates are at, get an idea of what you know what products and different things are out there that might be be helpful. But uh, there is just you know there's just uh, uh, you know the the feeling in the air is that these rates are just going to continue to, and I want to say slowly, but it's not really been slow. I mean, we had a little bit of reprieve in the rates in the first part of August, but, uh, you know, we lost all of that, you know, and like I said, had our worst day of August, uh, you know, yesterday's, you know, the end of August. So it's, uh, it'll be an interesting time. And I know it just, you know, I talked to people, excuse me, that had a client yesterday who I first met with, I think at the end of last year, re-met, and I think in January or late January, early February, and just the rate difference from today or yesterday to even those two periods, just, you know, it's got to make anybody cry, you know. And, and so, but, you know, it's like, like, like I tell them, I mean, you know, at some point in time, you will have an opportunity to probably reset this rate through a refinance at some point in time once the feds feel like they've got out in front of this inflation number. So we'll just, yeah. And I don't know if you're hearing monitor. <laughs> yeah, are you hearing are you hearing anything out there chatter from any of your clients uh these rates holding them back right now or not yet? Well, they're from the perspective of what was versus what is, they're not thinking in terms of what is versus what will be, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of them are sitting from the perspective of, man, it was three and now it's six as opposed to going, you know, it's mid fives to sixes and it could go up even higher. So if you're thinking about getting in, you know, you might want to consider that. It just depends. You know, none of us have a crystal ball. So you have to go with what's affordable for you today. If it's waiting, wait. And don't let anybody bully you into anything different. Yeah. You know, if it's to do it now, do it now. Yeah. No, that's great advice. That's great advice. Well, we appreciate you being with us tonight on the John Sanchez Show. We're excited to have our good friend Dan Morgan, the CEO of the Bills Association of Northern Nevada. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 78 KOH. Uh, if you're just joining us, the Dow Jones up 146, the NASDAQ was down 31, and the S&P 500 up 11. Uh, Aaron, you know, we could sit here and talk about rolling blackouts or the new CEO of Starbucks, but we got Dan Morgan, the CEO of the Builders Association of Northern Nevada, on the phone. So let's, let's welcome Dan. Dan, how are you doing today? Hello, Mr. Millard. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. You've never called me Mr. Millard, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <Not in life. laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, so, so Dan, uh, you know, uh, so appreciative of you coming on, you know, you and I have got a long history. We've known each other for a long time. You've been involved uh, with the builders uh, and, and, and done a fantastic job over there at the association. But why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up at the, at the builders association in Northern Nevada as a CEO. All right. Uh, thank you, Dwight. Um, I, I came over to the builders in November of 20, um, right as the, the, the pandemic was really going after a, a long career, uh, in the advertising, public relations and lobbying business. And, and the, one of the things that really made sense for me to, to join the builders association was my background in working with a number of developers, uh, a number of large master plan communities from you know, the entitlement process all the way through to the sales and marketing. And, and those included Somerset, Damani Ranch, Wingfield Springs, Collin Ranch. Um, I was very, very fortunate for a very long time to have some great builder developer clients. And at the end of the day, it just made a lot of sense for me to uh, take advantage of the opportunity at the Builders Association. Well, and I know you've been embraced very well, very positive. You've done some wonderful things. Uh, you know, I'm I'm part of the uh, Builders Association charity, uh, along with you, and and just I mean, it, it, I think a lot of times the builders get, you know, and I'm just going to say it a bad rap. You know, they're the big bad builder building all these houses, but I mean that's not the case. I mean, these builders are basically building to the client needs and to the demand in the community. So, I mean. Um, what is, give us your 30,000 foot view of what you see going on right now in the building community. And I don't know if there's a difference between, you know, the private, you know, the, the, the private home builder or the public, but what are you seeing? Are, what are you hearing from them? Are, are these rates and anything, is anything starting to spook them right now? Well, it's, you know, like you and I have talked about fairly recently is, you know, it's a really, really, interesting i'll use the word dynamic and fluid market right now uh in the new home construction business whether that's single family or multifamily. and i know you guys were talking a little bit about earlier about some inflationary issues and you know we've had this really interesting period of time that you've had inflation increase but pre that you know the pandemic and frankly, we live in an unbelievable region, and people want to be here. So the demand for housing in northern Nevada, between the environment we've created and the jobs that have been created, the companies that have relocated here, the demand side of the equation has been very, very high. We've seen a little uh, softening in that a little bit uh, with some of the things going on and with mortgage rates. Um, but the demand is still there. And, uh, you know, the question is, is the consumer sitting on the sideline waiting for those rates to come down, waiting for, uh, you know, some pricing to potentially come down? But people still want to live in northern Nevada, and our builder members are still building homes, and they're, they're building to meet that demand as well as building the product that the consumer wants and what they want to live in and call home. I'll go back to a comment you just made uh, about, you know, the builders being the, the big bad guys. The Builders Association charity is a critical component, but also we build neighborhoods and we build homes and we build, you know, we provide for infrastructure and parks and streets and roads. You know, the, the impact that the, the, the construction 
of new home and homes and the development of new homes has on the economy here locally and the impacts in the community are very 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 significant well you know and a lot of the uh, a lot of the revenue taxing revenue comes from property taxes and and where do they get most i mean you know the way that the the, the state of nevada calculates its property tax uh, you're getting more tax base from new homes the clients the buyers of new homes than you do a home that's you know, 15, 20 years old. And so, exactly. I mean, to your point, to your point, they are the ones driving it. And when I said um, big bet, I mean, I always defend. I work with a lot of builders. You and I are very close. And uh, I just mean a lot of people are those NIMBYs, right? Not in my backyard uh, type of thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, Aaron, you uh, want to add you know, to that? I said this in a, in a meeting the other day, and it's pretty amazing if you sit back or if you take a look and, and, and to use your 30,000 foot phrase, look at some of the master plan communities that, that have been created in, in our community in the Truckee Meadows. And, you know, that that starts with a master developer and then the home building groups come in and build the neighborhoods. And you look at uh, Somerset or the Monty Ranch or Arrow Creek, Wingfield Springs. Those are wonderful communities that people are proud to live in. And our builders, you know, from Ryder Homes to DiLoretto to Toll Brothers to D.R. Horton have all built in those communities, and they've created some pretty amazing places. Yeah, yeah. Well, Aaron gets to benefit from that on the resale level. Right, Aaron? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They buy new and we sell their other home. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, a lot of dynamics work around the the, the builders taking, you know, and again, I've always defended, you know, the risk position they take. They're out there uh, taking a lot of risks, and 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 uh, you know, and, and we've talked about this. And I know people will argue and argue. Uh, you know, I grew up. My dad was a builder. The margins aren't as big as everybody thinks they are. Uh, you know, they get lucky every now and again if things move or pricing on products and and you know supply chains improve. But for the most part, they're 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 building on thin margins, and they're just trying to provide the housing that's necessary and needed for northern nevada and uh you know this is this is a a, a truly uh a, like you said a desirable place to live and i think the demand for this market still is there but you know like you said you've got people that are trying trying to chase down lower mortgage rates or lower prices so but uh dan we're gonna take our first break here with you at the bottom of the hour but okay. we're excited to come back and talk some more specific welcome back to the john sanchez show on new talk 780 koh uh, filling in for John tonight, I'm Dwight Millard with Hometown Lenders and my good buddy and pal Aaron Clark of Edge Realty and our very special guest, Dan Morgan, the CEO of the Builders Association of Northern Nevada. Hey, Dan, we talked earlier, and I think it's fascinating. I, I want you to uh, explain to the listeners what the unintended consequences or intended consequences are of the defeat of the lands bill. Well, you know, it's, it's, I guess I will call it a, it's kind of a, a great case study for basin, basic Keynesian economics. And Keynesian economics is based around, that theory is based around demand, uh, and supply, obviously. And what the lands bill had the potential to give us was additional, uh, both developable as well as recreational, 
land uh, and move it from the, the, the federal government's holdings to our local jurisdictions. And, you know, over the years, we've seen a lot of land come available, specifically in Clark County, uh, with the Southern Nevada Lands Act. And it's been, that land has created things like Summerlin, uh, Green Valley, and it's gone both into recreation and protected land, as well as developable residential, commercial uh, lands. And the fact that that has gone nowhere where Washington, or it's not going to go anywhere in this congressional session uh, in Washington is, is a bit of a disappointment because now the economic side of it, when supply is limited and we've got demand the way we do people wanting to live in this area, it affects price appreciation. And, you know, we do, the, the price of uh, homes and the median price in northern Nevada is pretty high right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you take you take the uh, lack of supply of land, so you have to pay more for it, and then you add, you know, basically the government hookup fees and things like that. You have even put a shovel in the ground, and your expenses are, you know, higher than they've been probably ever, you know, and so if that does not, yeah. yeah, that doesn't help the the cause when, you know, I love when everybody's talking about affordable housing, but nobody has the real solution to it. I mean, you know, um, but I do know, because you, know, you, you and I are both very close to a lot of these builders, and, you know, they're doing their very best. I know they are. I mean, they're trying to even, uh, you know, downsize the homes, you know, try to maybe take less of the bells and whistles out and just kind of make it more so they can make it affordable. But uh, it's just getting tougher and tougher. It t- talk to us a little bit about the um, supply chain um, and maybe the cost of goods. Do you see any relief coming there? Or what, are the, what are your builders telling you there? Yeah, obviously we've seen lumber come down, um, you know, from its peaks uh, last year, uh, which is very helpful. But you've seen other things, whether it's cabinets or, or the cost of fuel. We're all suffering from the cost of fuel, uh, you know, going up, and that affects the cost to build a home. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of balanced out. We've had lumber come down significantly, but cements going up. PVC products are still high. You know the 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 pipe for you know all the plumbing and stuff and and cabinets, and it's also timeline. And that's the one thing that that I have found that even some of our electeds don't take into account is. And you guys can talk a lot more about this, the, the time value of money. And the longer that, you know, the builder sits, that is, is building that home sits on the construction loan, his costs go up and his costs to build the home go up. And so, you know, these delays have a greater trickle down impact than most people realize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And do you see, do you see that, but do you see a little, uh, how about the supply? Do you see a little bit of relief in that? I mean, they, you know, uh, it looks like the ships are finally getting to the docks and have been, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But there goes your time value of money, right? Where you sit there and wait for garage doors. Um, you know, there, there goes, there goes, you're just, you know, putting money out the door. So, um, talk to us right. a little bit about, an extra um, 30 days for, a garage door and you can't get a CFO or a permit, so you can't close. Well, and, and let me ask you then that's just triggered another thought. Are, is the, 
are the municipalities or the counties are depending on where you're at are they at all flexible on any of this stuff understanding that we've got this mess or they just pretty much they have and i'll tell you the staffs at a lot of the the local jurisdictions have you know done everything that that they can to help move the process along but frankly a lot of them during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic were short of staff um and so you know they didn't have the staff sitting at a desk to process it or to you know say oh okay we'll go ahead and give you c of o but here's the punch list it's got to be completed yeah yeah uh so there was a there was a national article that came out I don't think we're getting it as severe here, but it, it was talking about the canceled contracts from a builder side, you know, because basically if you got into a contract or you were exploring what your payments were back in November, December of 21, you know, that payment is no longer there. Are you hearing or seeing, uh, you know, builders struggling with canceled contracts or, uh, you know, inventory bringing uh, homes back online? Are you seeing anything there? Are you hearing anything from them on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're seeing some of that, and and I know that the majority of them are really trying to work with their buyers and find a way to make it fit. But you know, as as you've talked about numerous times, especially at the lower price points and the entry levels, you know that additional three or four hundred dollars a month because of an interest rate change has a significant impact. Yeah, well, especially when we're already pushing them to the max when we qualified them. You know, four or five weeks, you know, months ago. So, I mean, right. it's, it's, and, you know, you know, not it, everybody did great locks and things like that. So, but they're, I, I know they're working with their buyers and their homeowners and, and trying to get the best they can to get them through the process. Yeah, I know the the experiences I have directly with uh, some of them. I mean, they are, like you said, they are working very hard to try to make it work for those for those buyers that are in need. Um, that ties along with the the other question I had is: Are you seeing? I don't know if you guys keep uh, track of or how you guys, but are you seeing a, a traffic um, count still good out there? At the development, I know it was slowed down in August we, before we, school. But. Yeah, we saw a, a little bit of a decline in June and July, especially after the last Fed rate increase. Um, and we're seeing it start to edge its way back. Um, so it's, you know, and, and we'll, I'll get a good idea probably in the next couple of days for the month of August uh, and be able to really look year over year, month over month at what those traffic counts are. But, but some of the traffic is pretty solid. The contract... You know, rates aren't as high as they were, um, say, six months ago. And, you know, that, that conversion from walking in the door, walking through the models, okay, I want to sign a contract. There's a few more people taking a little more time, spending a little more time in the models and looking at things and trying to work with the builders and, and work with you, the mortgage, you know, you guys, the mortgage lenders, to find the best fit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron brought that up last week, Aaron, you were talking, you know, uh, uh, it, to that specifically, you know, and uh, I know you're getting some calls on, on, you know, new construction, things like that. I mean, uh, you finding uh, it uh, challenging to, you know, to for your clients? Yeah. I mean, right now there's several new home sales people that I have relationships with over the years from selling different homes and things like that. And, I'm definitely getting them reaching out saying, hey, we've got some standing inventory. 
we need to move it. You got clients, we got great deals. We're doing more towards closing costs. We're doing more towards helping them buy down interest rate, things like that. So there is some good stuff going on out there for opportunity for people that are wanting to buy new homes to take advantage, especially when before, you know, they were in a place where it was like a lottery or, you know, you'd walk in and hope and pray there was something available. Now there's stuff available. So that's the good side of it. So if you're not super heavily, you know, dependent upon a specific interest rate, there's some great opportunities and great potential buying positions out there for stuff that maybe has fallen out so you can get a better deal on it or getting exactly what you want and the price that you want. And with the builders working with people, there's some benefit there too on, on saving some cash. Yeah. Well, you know, you had, you had mentioned last Thursday, you know, uh, we were talking about how, how they have actually time and, and Dan just mentioned it. They get to go home and have some dinner and think about it and maybe oh, kick, yeah. it around for, kick it around for a few days before going <laughs> back out. But what I am finding Dan, and we've got just a couple minutes here, but what I am finding is it feels like the people, and Aaron, jump in on this too, the people that are actually showing up to the model homes now, to the subdivisions, seem to be more serious than, you know, the what you would call maybe a window shopper or something of the past where they're going out and getting ideas for their own house or something like that, you know. But these seem to be some pretty serious buyers that actually show up these days. Is that what, is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I think we're seeing some of that, and, and 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 again, I think a lot of it is sitting around the dinner table at night and you know penciling everything out. Our rate's going to come down, is pricing going to come down a little bit? And they're just finding they're trying to find that best spot that that fits their needs. And you know, throughout the community, we have that. And I think that it's you know once the consumer or the buyer, the home buyer, uh, you know, understands that once the dust settles and everybody understands, okay, you know, rates today are uh, about at the same point. And uh, what I saw from the St. Louis Fed yesterday was actually below the pre-pandemic 30-year mortgage rates. And so I think the consumer's just taking a breath and saying, okay, we need to figure out how we make sure that we're on solid footing and it fits our needs and it fits our financial capability. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's perfect. And, you know, what I, what I want to do when we get back from this last break, Dan, is I want to talk about the mission of the band and your involvement. And of course, sure. I'm going to want your crystal ball and what you see in the future. Welcome back to the John Sanchez show on News Talk 780 KOH on this warm September 1st evening. We appreciate you being with us tonight. We've got Dan Morgan, the CEO of the Builders Association of Northern Nevada. Aaron Clark, I'm, I'm Dwight Millard. Hey, Dan, before we get too far into this, anybody that wants to reach out and contact you, what's that number over there at the builder's office? At uh, 775-329-4611, or they can go to the thebuilders.com, and all of our information and contact information is there. Perfect. Aaron, anybody want to get a hold of you? 775-673-6700. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I don't know, Aaron, if you have anything pressing or Dan, if you, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your uh, perspective or view on the local builder confidence right now. I mean, nationally, it seemed to be down a couple ticks. How, how are they feeling here locally? Are they, are they, are they a little gun shy or do you think they're um, still kind of moving forward as planned? 
Well, I think I think it mirrors, you know, the national sentiment, and and you know, the with this inflationary environment we're in, everything from labor costs to material costs to uh, you know supply chain issues, time you know delays in projects getting. Uh, you know, final maps to permits and the time value of money associated with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think their their sentiment on a local basis follows that. There, you know, our local group is a wonderful group of builders that you know build homes and build lifestyles, and they're going to continue to do that. They're very resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, and I want to uh, I want to talk to you. I know that you represent a, a an array, a plethora of of businesses inside the Builders Association of Northern Nevada, not just the home builders themselves, but uh, it, lots of organizations in, in that. Uh, tell us a little bit about the mission of the Builders Association of Northern Nevada and your primary. I know you have a passion for this, and your primary uh, responsibility, or your your you know what's top of your list. Uh, yeah, we have uh, nearly 700 member companies that are members of the Builders Association, and that includes, you know, home builders uh, across the spectrum from, you know, the national companies such as Toll Brothers and D.R. Horton all the way down to the local. I mentioned them before, Ryder and DiLoretto and Paradiso. So the whole and everything in between. And, you know, what our mission and purpose really is, is to advocate for housing and housing choice and serve represent and serve as the voice of that industry. And that industry and our membership includes subcontractors from, you know, the the plumber to the flooring installer to the sheetrocker, the insurance company, the the mortgage company. So everybody that touches the, the development and housing construction business, you know, we're committed to and committed to represent, representing them as that advocate for housing and housing choice. And, and the real important thing that we really focus on, Dwight, is we want to make sure that our association and our membership is pro, is proactively a participant at the table during the legislative the, and the re- regulatory process, because as you know, it's very, very important, whether it's construction defect or, you know, NRS 278 that basically tells our builders and developers how they can build and how they can develop because we want to be at the table because we're committed to responsible growth and responsible growth practices as well as ethical and very very professional standards and you know that gets into code and how things get developed how they get built and we really want to be a part of promoting a positive vision for the economic future of our region. And in my, in my opinion, our re, our region is from Elko to Tonopah, because Reno and the Truckee Meadows, <clears throat> Reno Sparks and the Truckee Meadows serves as the economic, social, and cultural hub for the it, that entire region. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know you're very active in the legislature, like you said, of the wins and the losses, <laughs> trying to get more, trying to get more wins than losses. But uh, well, okay, we've got just a, a couple seconds left. Your crystal ball. How do you see the uh, the building uh, community here in the next uh, three six months? 
strong. Um, I think I think that we're going to see things settle down, and and probably second quarter, third quarter of next year, we're gonna we're gonna get back to a good pace. Great, great. Well, we appreciate you having on being on the show tonight, Aaron and I, and uh, we appreciate all you out there listening to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk Seven Eighty KOH. Good night and God bless. On air, online, on demand. News Talk Seven Eighty KOH. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.